0: David.
1: It's Riverdale, Season 5, Episode 6, Chapter 82. Back to School. Archie Betty Veronica and Jughead prepare for their first day as Riverdale High's newest teachers. Veronica introduces her husband Chad to the group after he shows up unexpectedly in Riverdale. And after realizing they are out of funds, Archie and Tony turn to Cheryl for help restarting the football and cheer teams.
0: <laughs> this show has gone
1: full full bonkers again, I feel like. No, this one didn't feel bonkers. It was just very stuff is happening stuff is happening this one felt more like okay now we're actually getting into issues like the stuff with veronica's husband was becoming deeper or it was escalating betty and archie is also it's escalating Uh uh-huh and and i I loved all that stuff the stuff with jughead escalating in a good way so All of that made sense.
0: This feels like a normal episode of television. Nothing high, nothing low, just a solid episode of TV.
1: The only crazy part is the Hiram Mustache Twisty Doritos commercial, which was (laughs) perfection. Uh,
0: There's a couple other moments that we can talk about. And also, we have another serial
1: killer. So, I mean, let's let's not get too hasty. I don't have a serial killer. We have another mystery afoot. But it's just interesting. So this one, playing with all the pieces we've been given.
0: I don't hate it. I I really
1: don't. I did not hate this one with one exception. And when we get to it, you will hear us groan a lot about it. And you can probably already guess what it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We start with Archie, you know, walking in on Jughead, reading a book. It's the night before first day of school. Big day tomorrow. Jughead's reading of mice and men. He's trying to get caught up on the summer reading his class had because, of course, he's teaching English. Totally called that one. But he has to cram for his new English class. Again. Yep. He says, well, good night, sweet prince. Very cute. Like that. I
0: like. Okay. KJ, now the way he plays Archie, he feels grown up.
1: He does. I was thinking about that a lot during this episode. Um, We mentioned it with Casey Cott that his posture's completely different. Yeah. And KJ... It's similar, but one of the things I think they made a really great decision with him was they didn't change his hair, which, okay, he has got some really fucked up dip dye red hair in this episode. It's bad. It's really fucking bad.
0: Here, I'm just going to go with pandemic. I'm not going to blame anybody. Let's no, no, just no this is not it.
1: fucking pandemic. Okay. They have done this every fucking season. They will be an episode where you're like, what <laughs> the goddamn hell is wrong with y'all? Anyways, I feel like it really shines when he's wearing his army attire. Oh, yeah. Because they put him in that ROTC shirt, and then he's wearing the pants, and you're like, oh, he's in military mode. And so that makes it show off so much. Because otherwise, he's still kind of like high school Archie a little bit. But then they put him in that outfit, and the standing taller, more like he's in at attention shines and it's perfect so that that was that was a really good choice
0: they're they're all very much they feel grown up which is a testament to the actors on the show
1: the only person who does not feel it all grown up veronica
0: mm, i was gonna say betty
1: no i think betty does feel grown up Less so because her because we keep pulling her into the family drama. Well, and her impulsiveness is off the fucking hook. And that has not changed. No. But that's the thing for Betty and Veronica. Their stuff has not changed at all. Yeah, that's fair. Veronica is worse than Betty's. The problem for Betty is that Betty now has all of uh, these resources at her disposal for these- <laughs> For this impulsiveness. Now she has an FBI badge. She has a little more
0: than a bobby pin now.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That that FBI badge is now her bobby pin. Well,
0: let's talk about two of the most adorable people on this show, and that's Fangs and Kevin.
1: Okay, yes. So after we say goodnight, sweet prince, we cut on over to the Kangs household with their special roommate, Tony, their diva. I love it. They're getting ready in the morning. It's just so precious. And Fang just comments that he's like, I just still think it's adorable how nervous you get on the first day of school. <laughs> it's just, I, they have the best relationship of anybody on this show.
0: Meanwhile, Kevin's pissed and it's just like, tell Queen T I'm leaving if she doesn't show up in the next
1: one. When well, she comes out, she goes, my outfit is a masterpiece that cannot be rushed. Which, <laughs> okay, here's the thing her outfit is not a masterpiece. She's wearing a goddamn black t shirt and a blazer.
0: Cheryl's been rubbing off on her.
1: That toot is from Cheryl, for sure. (laughs) Uh, But that outfit, no, it's nothing to uh, write home about. To be fair, she is the Serpent Queen now. She is the Serpent Queen, but that outfit's not great. Anyway, this is
0: cute as fuck.
1: So then they walk into the school. It's back to school. Everybody, they're playing the song back to school. They run into Weatherby, and it's like, you know, Miss Topaz, Mr. Keller. And Tony says, Waldo. And Kevin's just like, I'll never get used to that. (laughs) Which, true, totally fair. But again, I love that little reminder, we're adults now. Yep. We're not kids, we're in the same, because again, we're getting these visuals where a casual watcher would be like, wait, we're in the high school, same cast, we're in the high school, Principal Weatherby's still there, we gotta keep it going just a little bit, and that is a perfect way to remind the audience, we're older now, we're the adults, we're the teachers, not the students.
0: If the last episode was them really kind of stuck in gear trying to get up to that and, and treading that line mm-hmm. because we talked about how they would repeat themselves. It felt like they were doing that all the time. The, well, this episode they didn't. No. This episode the clues that they, the the hints back mm-hmm. to that that they gave us were ones that made sense. Mm-hmm. They flowed with the story. They weren't repetitive or redundant. True. That's that's more what I mean. They feel like they finally got their, their way yeah. about them while still going. Yeah,
1: they're 25. Well, remember purgatorio was our premiere it was telling the audience what happened to them the last episode homecoming was them telling each other what was happening so now we actually just get okay now we're here
0: yeah i know it just better writing here to to do a better job of varying things up
1: true so then we get veronica walks down the hallway and like all the boys all the students are like, oh, who's this? She is very attractive.
0: My favorite is there is a boy who looks at her walking down the hall and his girlfriend looks around and is like, what the hell? Yeah.
1: <laughs> then we see uh, the scene that we had seen previously where Jughead, Betty and Archie come in and they're looking at their schedules or this paper and they, they literally act like they don't know where they're going, <laughs> which I found a little obnoxious. Well, yeah, seven years. Maybe you forgot. Uh, you don't. <laughs> you don't. But then we get to class. Veronica's teaching economics, which great, but she's a little confused. I thought economics was for seniors because class is a little full.
0: There's people in the back standing up.
1: And we come to find out some of us are auditing. And <laughs> Clearly, they want to know what's up with hot teacher.
0: So Veronica just goes.
1: Okay. So long as you're here to learn, I, that's fine with me. Would you take it seriously? Okay. Uh, then we go to Archie. He's of course he's teaching R-R-O-T-C. And he's like, of course, we'll talk about my experience overseas. Um, but this is gonna focus on army history and physical fitness. Um, he's got about six students in there, but there are no girls present. And this was a mistake. Yes, it I was, was. I was pissed. I was like, there should be at least one girl present there, or uh some, you know, somebody of uh non a non-binary person. I don't know, but it's it all appears to be a bunch of cis dudes. Okay, that's the, it, that's the more appropriate way of saying. It. I don't know all these people's pronouns, but the appearance is cis dudes. I don't love it. Poor, <laughs> poor mistake, which even later. <laughs> it's,
0: look, it, 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 it's, it's a CW show. They're lazy as fuck. I'm not going to give him a pass, but it, it's just like, I didn't expect much more from y'all. No.
1: Anyway. So, okay. So I do
0: like how exhausted he already seems about having to talk about going to
1: war. Well, it's just that whole, like, of course you're curious about it, but that's not going to be the focus of what we're doing here. Nope. Which is fair. Then we get to Betty is teaching auto shop, which I, that. To be fair, that did not even cross my mind.
0: It was unexpected and yet
1: so perfect. And to be fair, the reason it didn't cross my mind is because this auto shop is taken out of so many schools. I remember when I was in high school and I found out that we used to have auto shop. My geometry teacher used to be the auto shop teacher. He also was our bus driver. And I found that out and I was like, we used to have an auto shop and he's like, yeah, we did for about 20 years and I ran it and then they took it out because it was cost too much money. I'm like, this is some bullshit.
0: Yeah, my school did have an auto shop while I went there and I, I do understand like sure, having to take stuff out. It is, you have to maintain the tools. You have to get new stuff. It's, it, it's yeah.
1: tools, but I mean, I'm very pro trade school and I think, ugh, makes me mad. But that's part of the reason I just don't think of that as being in high school. So, I, of course, I didn't think about that. So oh, Betty. somebody's like, we're going to take apart this car. And a student asks her a question, like, isn't your dad the Black Hood? And Betty's like, yes. And he taught me everything I know about cars, which is true. But she's just like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Everybody in that town knows this. They know this about you. They're going to ask, is this? Is this thing true about you? It's just like now. If you have a teacher who has like a huge TikTok, is this you? Is this you online? Yes, it's me.
0: Yes, it's me. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's just, it's the thing. Uh, and then we get to Jughead, who is in a classroom filled with students who just do not care. With two two guys with uh, Letterman jackets, which doesn't make sense since clearly there's no football team. Academics, maybe. No. <laughs> i don't know it doesn't make sense that they have letterman jackets and there's no sports teams Uh,
0: that riverdale decided to do something it's
1: it's i don't understand it but whatever there's two guys one with bright red hair so it's just kind of like this is like callback to like archie reggie hijinks of sorts which is fine none of them are responding to him asking about summer reading (laughs) and jughead's just like i'm already defeated Fuck this.
0: Well, this is going to be a great semester.
1: (laughs) So then we go to Hiram's office and he's talking with Reggie. And he's just like, why is the school even open? You know, people are, you know, a high school offers hope. And for some reason, the people of this town are sentimental about Riverdale High. And Reggie's like, "Okay, okay," like just a dumb, dumb boy. And then Mark Consuelos does his perfect Doritos commercial with the bag. Perfectly seen, a full chip in his mouth. (sighs) The ad pitch, my god, it was so good. It, it was it was perfect. It was absolutely pristine. I loved it. I have again, I went on a diatribe about the Apple products last time. Now we get Doritos. I'm here for it. I'm I, okay.
0: I have never seen anybody do an ad pitch that convincingly in character. Like, oh no 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 no. Remember 30 Rock with Snapple? Thirty Rock was meta though. Like they were very, they were very intentionally like drawing around to that. This one is so completely unself-aware, but the character is so in the moment mm-hmm. without having any clue sure. as a character about what he's doing. It's it was perfect. I loved it. It's Snow Snidely Whiplash. I love him in the show.
1: H- him being a full twirly mustache guy is the best we will be saying that over and over again because it's true and mark consuelos is phenomenal again i'm really glad we got to keep him in the show uh Uh, veronica is showing smithers around what used to be a video store it's the blue velvet
0: (laughs) veronica knew nothing about the blue velvet she did
1: she never went there
0: Either it's, that or she like kind of knew, but she completely forgot.
1: In show, she never went there. That's true. As far as we know. And then she left. So, as far as we know, she heard about it, didn't go there. So, it's the location of the Blue Velvet. She wants to turn it into a jewelry store. You know, she wants to sell high end bling, which makes no sense for this town. They have no money. Why would you be putting a high end store here? Sodale. Sodale's nearby, but don't put it here. It's so stupid. Anyways. Smithers asks an important question. Will Mr. Gecko be involved? And Veronica says, I'm not sure yet. Mm. Okie dokie. So then we go over to the teacher's lounge, our new doghouse. Hey. Hey. Because <laughs> I don't feel like we're going to go to the doghouse anymore. They're not
0: students. They wouldn't. They, they have would... a teacher's lounge so to go is... to. So what are
1: we going to call this? The, the teachers it's phone? the doghouse. it's our new dog house okay okay they've moved so we've now moved this is our new dog house <laughs> the teacher's lounge that's where we hang out now because we're old now <laughs> it's true <laughs> betty's you know getting her coffee and she's talking to archie and they're checking in and she's just like you know i'm trying to not panic about polly and archie's just like you know your mom mentioned that she does this and But he's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's why I haven't freaked out yet. And she's like, he like kind of touches her hand. He's like, maybe I can distract you. My roommate's working tonight. And he's like, it is too risky with Jughead in the house for us to to do anything. And we can't go to my house because my family and the twins are there. And this is where we get that line that we've been seeing in the previews. And Archie's like, we're in our 20s. It should be easier to find places to hook up, (laughs) which I love that. It's precious. Perfect. And Betty's like, I think I have an idea, which I knew this was going to happen. The second I saw this car, I was like, someone's fucking in that car. <laughs> I don't know who it's going to be. She's like, I got
0: a crazy idea.
1: <laughs> so we cut over to Pops and it's dead. There's nobody there. All right. So Tabitha tells Jugga, Hey, Jug, if you want to write, that's fine with me, which, hey, this is a cool boss telling him you can write if you want to write because no one's here. That's great. And Jughead says, "Actually, I want to ask you some questions." And she's like, "All right, okay." And we find out that she left a six-figure a year job to come run pops, and she had offers and everything. And she said, "I wanted to be the CEO of of my family business and be a part of something meaningful." And she says, "I put the gas pump out there to attract truckers. I've got ideas for merchandising and franchising. Like she's got." plans for pops she
0: wants to take pops and make it a thing
1: i predict her and veronica teaming up because she's a businesswoman and i predict her teaming up with veronica at some point but what about tony what about the worm well i i don't know but i see when it comes to needing an investor blah 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 i see tabitha and veronica that being their becoming their connection at some point they're going to do business together Then some kids come in and it's the kids from English class and they look at Jughead and Jughead goes, oh no. It's like, wait, aren't you my teacher? And Jughead's like, yeah, I am. Let me get some menus.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. I love the fact that Jughead is both frustrated by this Mm -hmm. and is also doesn't give a shit.
1: (laughs) I like that it's just my life sucks. This is what it is. Whatever. Like, he's, he's kind of, he's past the point of pride.
0: Well, like, you know, kids picking on him for being an English teacher and waiting tables at their burger joint, mm-hmm. that's not nearly as dark as the shit he was facing in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> like, guys coming to break his legs for debts.
1: Well, and here's the thing. We have not fi- finished the shit with Korra. Nope. Like, as far as we know, it's been like three days.
0: So for him, it's like, this is nothing. I what like I've endured so much worse. Y'all are
1: bullshit. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, then we cut over to Betty and Archie hooking up in the car at school. It's, and this just reminds me exactly of the pilot of the show and Archie hooking up with his teacher in her VW Bug, which <laughs> gross. That better never become another plot point in this show. A teacher better not hook up with a student. Oh dear, fucking lord. Uh no. Fuck you, CW. This is that's horrible. On the other hand, this hot. This fine okay but then the fire alarm starts going off which we also know there is no fire department in riverdale
0: all public services have been
1: cut yes so they rush into the hallway and they see some students there we don't really recognize them and they have set a trash can on fire in the hallway betty tells archie to grab the hose she gets a fire extinguisher and they put it out riverdale
0: now, you can tell, also, when you're looking, they have big block S's on their Letterman jacket. Yeah,
1: you can tell they're wearing a Letterman jacket, and then it, on the second viewing, I could tell it's a big S instead of the R. Which, it's Stonewall Prep. You know it's Stonewall. We know. Stonewall. He knew it was gonna be. Okie dokie. So, we cut on over to Waldo's office, and he's saying, oh, thank God you were here, and Archie, like, so what exactly were you doing here? And <laughs> totally. Archie's just like, I um, I was night jogging. <laughs>
0: Tony's like, wait, what were you doing at school? It's,
1: it's amazing. I love I love that I have to lie about having sex at school. Uh, uh, mm, uh. It's great. It's great. It's my favorite thing ever. Archie explains who he saw, look like some bruisers and Stonewall prep students. They're running off. Tony explains, oh yeah, those must be the Stonewall stallions. They're from the football team. They also do some stuff for Hiram. And Tom Keller's there, and yeah, I could arrest him, but Hiram would get him out in the hour, so there's no point. There's there's no point in doing anything to him. And also, and then Waldo goes on to say, also with them being on the football team, they're the best one in the area. And Archie's like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, like that's the only thing that the town has to root for is them." And Archie's like, "Well, oh, is Hiram their coach?" And Tony's like, "No." And then we knew, then you knew who it was gonna be. <laughs> we cut to the football field and it's Reggie. Reggie is the football coach. And Archie comes out there with his dip dyed fucking hair. This like, is fucking rat. He's like, Reggie, how dare you throw those, send those kids after me? And he's like, blah, 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 you scumbag and punches them.
0: Like, Reggie's just trying to play the smooth guy mafia boss shit. And Archie doesn't even give him another chance.
1: He's just like, you're a scumbag and punches them. It's great. <laughs>
0: And then he looks at the students, he's like, I look forward to kicking your ass on the football field. And then he leaves. And was like, great.
1: holy fuck, Archie. I was like, this is the energy between Archie and Reggie that I've been waiting for. <laughs> I've waited five seasons to get here. Yes! This is the himbo, big dick energy I needed between these dudes. I love it.
0: Yeah, and I like I like the, the small town dynamic of the football thing. Like, sure. No, that makes total sense. Well, and the fact that Riverdale's like, look, Riverdale doesn't have a lot going for it. But one thing that they can team up with Sodale and everybody else is Stonewall, Stonewall.
1: Stonewall Prep is the closest school to us. They have a football team. It's something for us to go do and cheer for.
0: The community all rallies around it. So these guys you're never going to get the support of the community.
1: Hey, you want to know why Texas has such a big football coacher? It's this. We have a lot of small towns where the only thing to do is go watch the local football team. And this is why there's a lot of problematic shit coming out of this state. One, Texas is fucked, y'all. Also... So take a moment to say thank you for all the really sweet messages we got over the last week or so about uh, checking in on us because we were, <laughs> we did get affected by the snowstorm. We're, abs- we're we're cool, uh, we just really appreciate it, and that was really sweet. And everyone being understanding with our late episode and whatnot, and so just thank you. We're cool, uh-huh. we don't care about the football team. Nope, of are the internet nerds <laughs> give the odds all the funding. No, sports deserve some funding too, but fair, uh, okay. <laughs> I love my PSAs. Uh, no, but I just this is a this is again this is a great conflict. Then we cut on over to English class. Jughead's walking in, and there's a tip jar on his desk, which you kind of just go ew. I, I the class the class warfare of it feels very ew to me, but with it being against Jughead's great because his response to it is just great, real real inspired and. So he sits down, he takes, the, he takes the jar and he pulls the dollar out and he crumbles it in his hand. And I'm, I watch this so closely because you think he's going to throw it. Nope. He puts it in one pocket. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I wish you working at Riverdale High paid a livable wage, but it doesn't. So I also need to work at Pops. And one of the kids goes, well, aren't you some big time writer? And Jughead just shoves that off. It's like, can you tell me about the book? The only writing I want to talk about is John Steinbeck. (laughs) Can anyone tell me what this book's about? No? Okay. Plan B. Pop quiz. And he hands out a quiz. And then while they're starting the quiz, he takes the jar, empties the change into his hand, and puts it in his other pocket, and then puts the jar back on his desk. (laughs) It's just like... I ain't. I'm ta- like you left money for me. I'm taking the fucking money. Oh, I
0: loved it. It's the perfect power move.
1: It is because it's y'all are assholes. I don't care.
0: It's also a recognition of like y'all are y'all are shitty kids. Whatever. I'm not gonna throw it in your face, but I'm gonna take your money.
1: Well, this is also one of those moments where it, I I will credit the writers here because it would have been so easy to have him yell and scream at the kids. But here's the thing: he's supposed to be the adult. Uh huh. You have to act like an adult in this situation. And he does. And he does. I look forward to them acting like dumb fucking kids, because it is gonna happen. But I like that he didn't here because it would have been so easy.
0: I don't know. They're gonna do some weird sarcastic oh captain my captain with Jughead. <laughs> they are.
1: Oh, at the end of the school year, one of them will. One there's gonna there's no, gonna be some kind
0: of dead poet society. There's moment. gonna
1: be one kid who who's like, oh captain, my captain, who's gonna do who's gonna oh captain my captain him and be like you're the reason I got through. There's gonna be one student who says that to Joe. Of course. Yeah. No. Well, actually, the other thing I, I predict with Jughead with this is that they won't need him to teach, and he'll say, "I need to teach." Yeah. He will decide I need this for me.
0: He'll still write, but no, he's still he's gonna, gonna write. Stay in rigor. No,
1: I think he's still gonna. I think he's still gonna teach, and I think he's still gonna work at Pops because yeah. he needs to stay busy. Because if he's not doing those two things, he's just gonna sit and drink and do fuck all. Uh huh. Think that's what's gonna happen. For now, I can change my mind later. Meanwhile, Ah! Uh... Chattikin shows up to economics class with a cake and flowers. Ew. And Veronica's like, Um, you're interrupting my class. And he's just like, Oh, I'll sit in the back. Gross. Ew. No!
0: Fuck him forever. The start of this, I went, Oh, look. Hiram was bad. Hiram's a toxic, evil person. Chad's real real bad news oh we'll
1: get to it later but there's way more happening that we haven't seen uh-huh. and we don't know about
0: but it's like it's, holy fuck
1: this fucked up next we go back to waldo's office and archie wants to bring back the football team and waldo says we don't have the money and you need enough players which we also don't have and archie's like i just need 11 he's like well if you can get those and get the money then absolutely waldo thinks it's a great idea like he's fine for it except there's <laughs> <laughs> no money have no money <laughs> So we go back to the doghouse.
0: Hey. Hey.
1: And the group is meeting Chad. Kevin and Tony and Betty are there. And Archie walks in. And Archie definitely gives him the up and down look like, all right, who's this fucker? And it's all very pleasant and very sweet. It's all fine. Everyone, Everyone's on their best behavior. Except it's not because Chad's horrible. He's fine, but he you can tell this is all an act. Oh. You, can t- you can tell it's all an act. Oh. But like, and Betty and Kevin are both like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's great. Their faces are precious. Betty's
0: smiling at Archie the whole time.
1: Yeah, this is great. <laughs> and Tony's just like, all right, hey, we made it through the second day. It's karaoke night tonight. Let's celebrate. And Veronica's like, nah, maybe we'll just go get dinner. And... Chad's like, no, no, let's go. Ron is like, since when do you want to do karaoke? And he's like, you know, when in Rome, make a fool of yourselves like the Romans do. Which you're like, okay. Oh, uh,
0: backhanded compliments all day. This guy. He's, yeah,
1: he's so gross. So we go into the hallway, and Tony asks Betty about Polly. And she explains, like, no, we haven't heard anything. We don't know anything. And Tony says, So I asked some of the serpents, and they have seen Polly at this truck stop over here, like, either dealing or hooking up with truckers. God damn
0: it, show.
1: Well, okay. And she's like, Okay, how did this work? I'm like, Yeah, she might be organizing it through this website called Ned's List. Ned's List. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. So, yeah, so she might have an account, blah, blah, blah. I love that Betty's like,
0: okay, great. I like that information. Starts to run off and then it's like, wait a minute.
1: (laughs) It's like, I need you to tell me exactly where this truck stop is. She's so like,
0: oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: I got a lead. I got a (laughs) lead. FBI resources deploy. It's so funny. Uh, We come over to Thornhill and. Cheryl's painting a picture and this foreman is saying hey you know some of the guys are threatening to quit and she's painting a picture of Jason we see and she's just like nope that won't even happen if you're gonna keep working and then there will be a bonus for you later and they're just like okay so he leaves and Cheryl just complains that that because of that donation she gave to Riverdale High she they're broke yep so okay, it's time to enact Operation Goldfinch, <laughs> which okay, cool. We're gonna we're gonna fake some paintings. Well, yeah, that's what this whole thing is, which is ridiculous, but ridiculous in a way that I enjoy for Cheryl. It's very blossom, while not being traumatic. True. It's just like okay, the art world is fucking stupid, anyways. So only rich people get fucked, truly. So I'm okay with that.
0: If you're going to run a scam, run a scam on the art world. It's horrible. It's all
1: rich white people. Let's screw <laughs> them out. Let's screw them out of some
0: money. Okay, let me be clear. Not on artists. No. Pay your goddamn artists. Yeah. But art aficionados, please. Yeah.
1: Fuck off. <laughs> like, there's a party where it goes, oh, cool art. I don't know. Like, it's a whole thing. I've been examining this whole thing for a while. It's Look, weird. I could go on a diatribe about this. Cutting over to Betty and Kevin looking up shit on the computer at her house. It's just cycle like of times. She
0: doesn't have her own laptop, but mom, she's mom sometimes.
1: So I, though, here's the other thing. It's, I do like that we have these moments that just feel like the young kids. Yeah. This is a moment that feels straight out of season one or two. It's Betty, Drew. It's Betty, Drew, and Kevin time. I'm cool with this.
0: Although, and Kevin is still, what do you have me doing now? Like,
1: why do <laughs> we have to do this? So Polly doesn't have an account, but Patty does. Like, it's like <laughs> okay, let's look at the last person she talked to. Someone named Truckerboy69. Why did no one say nice? I know. It was twice. Twice Kevin could have gone nice. nice. <laughs> nice. They message him to get together. Because
0: Kevin is her cruising advice buddy. That's the thing I thought about. It's like, why did she ask Kevin about this? Because Kevin knows about chat forums and cruising. And right. I'm like, oh, God.
1: He knows about this. This uh, and He does. He does have a history of this. It's true. <laughs> Sad, but true. Also, it's nice because he wants to help his his friend find her sister. Also, can we just be happy that Casey Cott, who is a, a full cast member, is getting actual screen time? Yes. He's still very reactionary. He doesn't have his own full storyline that we're getting a lot of attention to. But he's getting... Fools, he's getting actual screen time. So then he says, can we, can we go to karaoke while we wait? And Betty just does this very, uh huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We're going to, because they're going to be drinking. And
0: they were like, It's been a long
1: day. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to karaoke night. Tabitha is doing darts with Jughead. And she tells him, Hey, I talked to this guy today that you've got to interview for your book. Okay, his name is Old Man Dreyfus you've got to ask him about the mothman chuck is like what okay did you get his number oh no 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 he runs the junkyard you're gonna have to he doesn't have a phone you're gonna have to go go to him <laughs> uh. which later we'll talk about why that's additionally funny if you don't know oh my gosh let we go over to oh god welcome to the stage okay it's time for veronica to sing because of course veronica's gonna sing this is what we do Tony introduces her as Veronica Lodge, and Veronica instantly looks at Chad like she probably forgot Gecko now. And Chad's like, "Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it." You it's know not it. fine, you know. It's not fine. So she starts to sing "Shallow" from "A Star Is Born."
0: <laughs> Y'all, I had food in my mouth while we watched it, and I nearly spat it out because I was laughing so hard.
1: My eyes went big. My eyes went so big, and I was just like. Oh dear god, who let this happen? <laughs> okay,
0: here here's here's the biggest problem with this is either it's got to be amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Or there's no middle. Or it's got to be bad because it's karaoke. Instead, okay. they went somewhere in the middle. We have complained about this before. Kimmy has a good voice. Yes. But she has a lane and they keep having her do songs that are not in her lane. This is one of them. She cannot fucking sing like Lady Gaga. She cannot sing this song. And if you want to know where it is, where it's absolutely unacceptable that they gave her this song, it's during all the ah. Uh, oh, s- the bridge? Yeah. The bridge. Which, which, just me doing that right now is horrible. Because I know that's not my
0: fucking lane. You, in order to sing this song effectively and well, mm-hmm. you have to be able to sing from way deep down. And that is not where Cami sings from.
1: No, and during this entire song she's singing through her nose. Yes. Cuz she cannot reach those notes and she can she's not a belter. She cannot fucking belt to save her goddamn life. They should have never done this cuz it makes her, it's it, it makes her look like she can't sing. And I understand the cringe factor is part of it, but this is a poor choice.
0: Well, it was uncanny valley for me. Like it was like you if you were going to do this and you wanted it to look like sloppy karaoke, just make it sloppy karaoke.
1: Well, you should have had her play it drunk. Yes. Have her play it drunk because then the, it not being quite great. And then when Chad gets up to sing to surprise her, which everyone's like, "Ooh, this is impressive and cute."
0: Cuz he has a pretty good voice. Cuz
1: he did a pretty decent job which doing the Bradley Cooper side is not that difficult. It's not, but it's, still. It's not as vocally impressive. Just going to say it's he does not have the hard part of the song. But he throws he throws but a here's little the thing. something on it. If they were playing that a little bit drunk, and f- super flirty. Because
0: after we see
1: what happens next. Because, you know, then later they've had, they like, this got them going. That would have made not being able to sing the song great. So you could have sold it. You could have sold it so well. But you missed the point. Because the whole other point of the scene, the characters are supposed to be blowing off steam. Yes. It's been super fucking stressful. They're teaching when they are not meant to be teachers. Nope. This is stressful as fuck. And also... It is really stressful to be the new guy in a group of people. He's trying to be impressive. He's probably been drinking too much. And now he's going to do this thing to impress his wife in front of these people that he doesn't even give a shit about. But he wanted to make sure that they think he's a big fucking deal.
0: Except he does care about Archie.
1: No, he does not care about them at all. He wants to make sure they know he's a big fucking deal. Fair. Make them all drunk. (sighs) The only person who can't be drunk is Tony. That's it. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> and And oh, I do I, love Jughead I, being like, oh my God. The reaction shots were great. You know, Betty's like, okay. Archie's like, all right, dude.
0: Especially when Chad gets up and sings. So
1: when Chad gets up and sings and Veronica's surprised and into it, it's like Archie is like, Oh, I get it. I get I get their vibe. I get what why they're great. Oh man, he gets her. That's the type of thing Veronica would have loved for me. Okay, cool. Like it it did the trick for Chad with the group. Because And Jughead's just like, I'm so over this crap. I don't want to be here. This song is horrible. Because, you know, he's like, I'm so sick of hearing this song. I do not. Tabitha's like, oh, this is cute. And Jughead's like, no, I love it's that not. he's hanging
0: out with Tabitha, though. That's That's
1: boss. Oh, they're going to fuck later. We'll it's, get there. It's going to happen. And then at the end, Kevin cries. Kevin's crying fangs. is like, oh, honey. Sweet, sweetheart, I know how you feel about this song. I know. <laughs> I really, I in my mind, Kevin's crying because she butchered it. That's what has, that's in my mind. That's what's happening in my mind. No,
0: it's just Kevin. Kevin just loves love. The second she starts singing the song, we see a reaction shot from Kevin of like, "Oh no! Oh God! That's yeah, my song."
1: No, he was defying gravity tonight. <laughs> oh yes. Which, anyways. <laughs> So we cut on over to Pembroke and they've had a very good night. And Chad's gonna stay for a few days. And Veronica's like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, Barf. whatever. So now Archie's on a mission for his football team. <laughs> so he's in the R O T C he's looking at them. Okay, I'm gonna like you're all on the football team now, cause it'll fulfill your PE credit that you have to get for the year. They're and, like, Yes, sir. They're all like, Yes, sir. All right. He goes to the English class, he's like, Hey, does anybody in this class wanna be on the football team, and the two Doofuses in the Letterman jackets are like, "Yes, we want to." And he's like, "That's it." Gets
0: a few more from another spot.
1: Goes to the economics class, gets two more, and then goes to Betty's shop class. Does anybody want to? And this one student with a mat with the full welder's mask on raises their hand. And the second, I because I had at that point, I had said to David, "There should be a girl in the fucking ROTC class." And then the second we saw the kid in the mask, that's a girl. Of course is like okay bro you're in and then she lifts up her mask she's like it's britta i hope that's okay and archie just smiles at betty yeah you're welcome so long as you don't mind playing both sides of the ball
0: which is true you only got 11 you're not gonna have to do defense and offense
1: defense offense and it's just it's part it's part of the dynamics of a small team
0: she she's in shop class
1: she's in shop class her she's name, wearing plaid and her name is britta
0: oh my god <laughs>
1: If you have watched the show Community, that feels like an obvious nod to that. It could very well just not be, but it feels like All it. Oh, the way her hair is braided, it can't not be. That's just trendy. They're totally here's here's the thing. All of those things are trendy. That's fair. They're trendy for now. But they're totally calling back to that
0: character. They really
1: are. They could they could could be unintentional. I'm here for it. I choose to think it's about community because that brings me joy. However,
0: I'm super stoked that Britta's on the football team. It's awesome.
1: I'm stoked that we have a a non-cis dude on the football team. And also, as far as I can tell, the way that they're doing the lines, Britta might wind up the captain of the football team. Man, she got. she's probably going to be the kicker. I don't know. We'll just see. No, but she has to play all sides of the ball, so she won't just be the kicker. I know, but that'll be her specialty, I guarantee it. So then Archie... Goes to Tony. Is like, hey, I need, I need twenty thousand dollars for the football team, and she's like, um, no.
0: And the music that's been playing this whole time, record scratches out.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And Archie's like, what? She's like, we gotta have a sports budget. We do, but it's already been earmarked for something else. The second she said that, I was like, well, we know the cheer squad's coming back. She already decided cheerleading was coming back. She's doing it, which little sneaky. But she gets a good dig later. I know. She gets a dig. I feel like this is unprof here's this is where I got annoyed. This is childish on for on her. This is unprofessional. Because this is where someone's asking you for money. We don't have it in the budget. It's already been earmarked for something else. This is where you ask, well, what is it for? What what sporting event are we gonna have if it's already been earmarked? Because you wanna know if you, we have money in the budget. Is it going to be a basketball team? Is it going to be a volleyball team, soccer team? What is it going to be for? What is it? For cheerleading, you got to respond because, oh, oh no, we're going to spend the sports budget on providing lunches. OK, well, we do need lunches for students, so I guess that's OK. Like, you you have to answer. This is unfucking professional I get the drama of it all, <laughs> but it's unprofessional, and that pisses me off because it's like, this is petty and bullshit. Uh, I- <laughs> That Well, because the thing is, like, she could have told him, she's like, okay, I'm telling you, but this is not public knowledge yet, so you cannot share it with anybody else. And then they just don't show the audience. So then we know that Archie's been told he's going to have to get the money somewhere else. And then they can still have the drama of the reveal, except for they've released all those goddamn pictures, so nothing's, nothing's really a reveal anymore. Oh, whatever, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You're going to put Tony in this position of authority and give her all this power. Make her good at her fucking job. Don't have her do this petty bullshit. Because that's what this goddamn is for a fucking girlfriend. Well, fair. That's what that is. So- sorry. If it was anybody else, I'd say the same fucking thing. So, hmm. She tells him, I called him my one favor. So you're like, you're going to have to find the money somewhere else. So Archie goes to Cheryl. He goes to Cheryl himself. And he's just like, I need money. And she's like, no, I've already given. I've, I've done my part. Yeah. And Archie, well, you know, I just thought that since Jason was a bulldog, you would want to contribute to that. And she goes, how dare you talk about my brother? He's not some Red King card to be used. And she says, "Now be gone from Thornhill and don't ever come back. And as, she, as he leaves, she wipes a tear because this has made her upset. But what's funny is, yes, this was a total manipulation on Archie's part. Cheryl has done the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Anytime it was convenient for her to use her brother's name to gain sympathy from somebody, she did. I think
0: that plays into stuff with this character.
1: Oh, absolutely. To be fair, that was hers to use. Yeah. But it's interesting that she's trying to grow and heal from all of this. But in doing so, she's removed herself from everybody. Some people don't know this about her that she's changed or she might have grown. I say might because we see things changing, but we haven't seen the full evidence of a transformation. Yeah, I know. And neither has anybody else. Yeah. So all they know is your money bag's McGee and (laughs) all you do is talk about your dead brother. So you want to give some money to a thing that your dead brother really liked? Okay. That's not unfair.
0: But Archie should have known to phrase that more delicately. And Cheryl has every right to get in his face and be like, don't you fucking
1: dare. No, no, she's fair. What I like here is that past Archie, young Archie, would have never done this. No. Archie's grown up, Archie's been seen some shit. He needs something. I'm going to be direct and be like, hey, I need this maybe like he's he's being a lot more direct and i'm fine with it
0: that's that's true for archie throughout all of this yes that's he's, probably the biggest signifier of him being a grown-up now
1: he's being more direct he's being much more direct with betty which he's gonna catch some fucking feelings we're gonna talk about that too
0: of course he is <laughs> yeah. but like
1: i like i i really like that about him because that was an annoying thing about him in the past and, well and trauma
0: but you know totally
1: maybe he got some therapy Cheryl asks Nana about, uh, when Mr. Marble's gonna be there, and, oh, it's Miss Marble Minerva will be here tomorrow. From Crespies. From Crespies. Oh, God. So, Betty tells Kevin, TruckerBoar69 responded, how's tonight? This Uh, was an even better point for nice. Come on, man. Yeah, that's, that's when Kevin could have just responded with "Nice." Nice. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a direct call to the 69 but just he responded nice no one would have ever known except people waiting for it people who needed it the people <laughs> who needed it which was us y'all make this show for us right come on fix the things that we want fixed
0: please make that be a blooper somewhere um
1: he says he says a bunch of stuff i mean like the the message says i thought you were mad at me but let's meet tonight at the truck stop off exit 42.
0: And so they're like, we're going in, and Kevin, you just see this. Oh, God damn it!
1: Why is this my life?
0: These are the people that I've chosen to be friends with, I guess.
1: These are the people I've chosen to love. <laughs> uh, Jughead goes to the junkyard, and as he's walking into junkyard, he sees these Mothman statues with glowing red eyes. He meets the dude, Mr. Dreyfus, and uh, he hands him a book where he's kept notes of everything. Lots
0: of creepy drawings of wild-eyed mothmen.
1: Yes. And so he starts telling them what happened. They, they were hired to dig out a collapsed mine off the lonely highway. And then one day Ramos was missing and then he came back. But then Raymond was missing. But and they said that they were taken to the ship and then Raymond came back. But now Arnold was gone. And then Arnold came back and Jekyll like, do you really think they're Mothman? He's like, Mothman, aliens, angels, whatever. They live in the caves off the lonely highway. And Jughead says, "You know, hey, I've lived here my entire life. Why have I never heard about this?" Which fair investigative question. And Dreyfus says, "There were articles back in the day, and some people remember." And Jughead's like, "Well, aren't you scared they're going to come back for you?" And Dreyfus says, "No, I want them to be taken. Like, I want them to be taken in the spaceship, just like everybody else." And Jughead's like, "Okay, crazy. All right, cool." His, his he-
0: name is Old Man Dreyfus.
1: Dreyfus. <sighs> So, <laughs> in one of our other podcasts, there's a lot of things in this pot in this episode that call to our other podcast, which is Macintosh. Well, I haven't seen what we did a Spielberg series, Close, Close Encounters of the third, third Kind, which stars one Richard Drabus, uh-huh. which deals with an issue very similar to this.
0: A man is contacted by alien life mm-hmm. and. He, along with several others, are drawn to needing to make that contact.
1: And one of the titles of a future episode, I believe it's episode eight, is called Fire in the Sky. Which is a very famous story about alien abduction. Actually, I think it's episode seven. I'll have to double check. But yeah, so all those dots kind of connect. So we're getting into like a possible alien invasion. This being Riverdale and not dealing with supernatural, not having supernatural in their world, I doubt that will be the case. But I love that we're not quite sure, a mystery aspect of it.
0: They're going to say something later and I have a theory. Ooh, I love a theory.
1: Is it bunnies? It's not bunnies. Okay, cool. Uh, we cut on over to the truck stop, and Betty and Kevin are waiting in Kevin's truck. She's in her goddamn FBI Somewhere. jacket. And then they see the truck, they identify it, and she's like, that's it. And she jumps out of the truck. She's wearing her FBI jacket. She's not even trying to be covert at all. Kevin's like,
0: are Are you what? sure? What? Oh, oh
1: goddammit. God okay, whatever. <laughs> it's like, I haven't missed this.
0: He's been around his dad long enough that he's like, what the? Stop it.
1: He knows a lot. He does. Uh, she climbs into the other truck, and he's like, you're not Patty. No, I'm her sister, and I'm with the FBI, and you're coming with me. And she shows Uh-oh. him no badge. The they take him in handcuffs to the FBI office. And now Tom's there, which I do appreciate that there is an actual official law enforcement officer there. And they're talking to him. He saw Patty three nights ago. They met at the truck stop. Then they took a drive. She had jingle jangle. And she started freaking out. And she had, she jumped out of the car and she started swerving back and forth, back and forth. And and Betty freaks out, I Was like, you left her there by the side of the road. He's like, I didn't have a choice.
0: She wouldn't get back in the truck.
1: Yep. And she's like, all right, you need to tell me exactly where you left her. Be specific. Okay. So Betty goes home and sees Alice. And Alice is like, why are you getting home so late? And she's like, um, I need your help. It's about Polly, but you need to sit down. And Alice goes, Oh, damn. So we go back to school. Archie's got the whole team gathered. and He's like, I'm sorry. I, I spoke before I had money. You know, so without money, we don't have a team. And Britta's like, man, this stinks. Are you sure there's no other way we can get it? And then we hear this music blaring. <laughs> everybody walks into the team. And we get Tony strutting down the hallway with the vixens. And she's wearing her HBIC shirt, which is very inappropriate for a teacher to be wearing. sorry no teacher should be wearing a head bitch in charge shirt all of this
0: is fucking ridiculous and yet it's so (sighs) riverdale i
1: know (laughs) and archie's like the vixens are back like they don't even have a team to cheer for like there's no sports and tony's like get over yourself archie the vixens are a sports team and we'll be competing against other cheer teams i love it which i of i here's the thing if that that being her reasoning I have no problem and he's and he his question is like when since when did you have money for this like since I prioritized it in the budget last year. Uh-huh. Okay. That's again, that's totally fair. She's been at school there for a while. She prioritized it in the budget because she felt it was important. She had the power to do that. Cheerleading is 100% a sport. I don't question that yeah. at all. But again, all so, of
0: this could have happened in the prior scene. It sure. could have. It should have. However, it's so Riverdale. <laughs> You can't deny that this is perfectly Riverdale. This is just
1: childish. This reads like a scene from high schoolers, not teachers. Yes, I know. I know. That's that's where I'm like, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. That, that's where I'm annoyed with it.
0: Still, Archie got owned, and it's pretty funny.
1: So the vixens start moving away, and Britta gets in front of Archie. <sighs> Forget the school. Is there anyone else who could sponsor the the Bulldogs? And then Archie looks up, and he sees Veronica going to a classroom. So, Okay new complication
0: Britta's gonna play fucking football damn
1: it Britta wants to play ball she wants to play ball i love it i'm here for this and then we see the camera move into the school office and we see miss bell on the phone and we see her, her side of that conversation It's like you wanted me to call in case something unusual happened and then we cut to the other side of the phone call and it and first we're just like oh fuck you miss bell fuck
0: you Tailing bitch
1: but we get to the other side of it and it's Cheryl. She's called Cheryl. And Cheryl's just like, okay, thank thank you, Miss Bell. Thank you for letting me know. To which, okay, Cheryl's an investor in the school. She has every right to know what's going on at the school. So she just told her about the River Vixen's. Maybe. Well, maybe, but I love it. And then we meet Minerva Marble. Ah. Who's played by Adeline Rudolph, who played Agatha in *The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina*? Hey, so it's kind of nice to see her. And so she's there. She's talking about the painting. She's like, "Oh, figurative is back in vogue, and I think at auctions she can get to a quarter of a million dollars. It's a nice chunk of change <laughs> for a
0: portrait of Jason fucking Blossom." Yeah, I get that it's it's not the portrait; it's the artist, the and artist this stuff.
1: Blah 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 blah. But it's
0: just fucking funny that it's a portrait of Jason.
1: Jason fucking Blossom. <laughs> So they're like, okay, that's great. And Cheryl's like, can I just keep Jason for one more night? And Minerva's like, sure, I'll be at the five season. Cheryl's like, great, I'll have my men pack it up and send it to your hotel. So she leaves. And then Nana Rose says, okay, great. Now that she's authenticated our painting, we can swap it with your perfect copy and none will be the wiser. And so Cheryl starts crying and Nana's like, what's going on? And she goes, oh, no, just some upsetting news from Riverdale High. So, yeah, Cheryl's like, oh, no. My lady took my vixens. She is so deep in her feels. <laughs> She's very deep in her feels. So we cut to Alice and Betty on the highway searching for shit, and they find Polly's purse and her wallet. Oh, boy. hmm So then we cut to Pops, and Archie's just sitting there in his feelings. Jackie comes over, and it's like, hey, you know what's going on with Bulldogs? And Archie tells him what's going on, and... Joker says, you know, if you promise to never bring up the epic highs and lows of high school football, I could ask Tabitha to sponsor them, which this is my favorite line because it's such a meta dig because <laughs> we complain about that line all the fucking time.
0: Somebody just posted a tweet this is i will not spoil things but there was a line in wandavision that people were very like
1: wow about
0: and they were like nobody will ever write anything as good as this and somebody went au contraire riverdale writers and they put the whole four panel with the guy talking about i had to raise money for my (laughs) dana by selling drugs
1: then you've never known the epic highs and lows of high school football oh
0: my god it's
1: so amazingly bad It's (laughs) it's it's precious it's one of
0: the lowest points in the writing of this show. It's amazing.
1: Oh, let's not forget, Archie was in prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. That wasn't even the bear. Fuck. Anyways. There's so much. There's so There's worried. there's so many goddamn lows in this show. So Archie says, I could ask Veronica, but that'd be weird, right? And Jughead's just like, you know, weird is relative. Who cares? Embrace the weird.
0: I just talked to a guy who wants to get
1: abducted by Mothman. <laughs> Embrace the weird. Which... <laughs> I love that. I love that Jughead's just like, this is so fucked up. Whatever. It's a perfect twist, too,
0: on that that original line from Jughead, the I'm weird. I'm, I'm a weirdo. weirdo. Where, where he's super edgy Jug. And this is like a great grown-up turn of that. He's like, I don't fucking know, dude. Stuff is weird all over this fucking town. Mm-hmm. I see. roll with it and do whatever you got to do, man.
1: Yeah. Which is so perfectly a grown up version of Joe. It is. It's it's very much just like, who cares? Like, yeah. okay, let's let's go with it. We cut over back to the video store and now Veronica's showing it to Chad. She's like, you know, it's got good foot traffic, it's close to Sodale. And Chad's like, but it's not in New York. And so Veronica just explained. She's like, okay, cards on the table, being back here has been good for my soul. And So Chad's like, okay, so we'd have a place in the city and a place in Riverdale. And he's like, but a place that I'd be welcome? No. And Veronica's like, yes. And so he says, yes. And so he's like, okay, but if we stay here, do we have to stay at the Pembroke? And she's just like, don't you dare say that. I'll never give up that apartment. And she's like, but it could use with a remodel. (laughs) Fair. Totally fair. I need all my parents'
0: shit out of there. I need
1: their vibes gone. Uh Which, fair. We cut over to the Cooper house and they've laid out all the stuff they found by the side of the road. We see Polly's purse and a shoe and Alice just freaking out what happened to her. And Betty's just like, I don't know, but if he had hurt Polly, he wouldn't have told us where to go. Exactly. Which is fair. And Betty's just like, we'll trace her phone. And Alice is just like, what? Well, what do we do? And Betty's just like, we'll wait and we'll hope so that's all I can do oh poor alice yeah oh alice has been been through a lot. i mean so has betty but here's the thing does alice know that betty was kidnapped no okay. i guarantee not okay i i didn't think so but it's like oh yeah that's this whole other thing she has just no concept of but like polly it's just like i can't lose another baby i can't i, can. I can't lose another kid so, Rebecca at the Pembroke, Veronica and Chad are coordinating their schedules. Like, okay, so like this weekend, that week, blah, 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 blah. They're figuring it out. They're, everything's great. Like, sure. They've, they've got it so great. Like, okay, I couldn't. So, but then it's like you think they've got it all figured out. They've got how they're going to split their time together. They all seem happy. But then Chad says, or your dad made a suggestion. I could move to Riverdale full time and manage Sodale. Oh uh. <laughs> which Veronica doesn't even really have time to process that. She's like, But Chad, you're in stocks, not real estate. Because when has Chad been talking to Hiram? Knock, knock, knock. Archie's at the door. Uh-oh. Uh fucking oh. So she gets up and Archie's just like, Hey, can you sponsor the football team? And she's like, Yeah, of course, absolutely. And he's like, and I promise you I'll pay you back. To which Chad goes, Pay us back you mean and archie's like sure yes of course of course I'll pay you back
0: archie's so just like what the first of all he walks in he says chad you're still here <laughs> it's like you, you could see all over his face he's like you're bad fucking news i could smell you from a mile away dude
1: no that's not no not at all really no that's
0: the vibe i got
1: no this is this is what, i've seen this happen it's the whole i only have one experience with you the whole pay us back thing for Archie was he knows Veronica to be the person with money. He's asking her for money. Now she has a complication that she is a spouse. That's true. And when you're married, in most married households, there's not a my money, your money thing. It's typically our money. So that, that's what that was. That was Chad going, wait, you want to take my fucking money? Because Chad looks at Veronica and goes, it's my money. Then Chad, I was like, oh, but you know, Archie, you don't want a loan because you don't want a handout. Oh boy. Because Chad feels threatened by Archie now because he feels like he can come over to his wife's house and ask her for money, his money, because he's that possessive of Veronica. Like, oh, you're going to take my fucking money from my wife? Oh, fuck you, dude. If Archie had asked Chad directly, he would have been fine with that. But no, you asked my fucking wife. Fuck you. That's what this becomes. That's where it was the insult to him. That makes it so weird. He's like, um, why don't you do the remodel on the apartment and we'll pay you for that. That's so how you can pay us back for it. And Archie's just like, yeah, sure. I'll ask some guys from my dad's old construction crew. Awesome sauce. Which this is the moment where Archie should have should been. No, that's fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, this is where I would have liked to see a little bit more of the fuck you dude i understand why not because he didn't want to put veronica in that position
0: he doesn't want to put veronica in that position at the end of the day he's like if it gets me the money i don't care i care about the football team he's
1: putting the football team above it i get it and so he just says okay fine he leaves and veronica's like what the hell was that and chad tries to explain like you know i just didn't you know want him to i know he didn't want to take charity and Veronica's like, that's fine, but you don't have to be a dick to him, to which he's like, excuse me, have I not been accommodating to your every whim since I've been here? He
0: frightens the fuck out of me in this moment. Oh, he doesn't.
1: No. No. What frightens me is it's in a minute. And he's like, I even she's like, what? He's like, I even sang karaoke in front of your stupid friends. Like, oh, this has all been an act. That's when Veronica is like, oh, this has all been an act. She's like, oh, I didn't realize that this was so hard for you. And he's like, no. And then he switches back. <sighs> that's, that's what's terrifying. Yeah,
0: yeah that, that's true.
1: It's not the lying or the, the anger. We've seen that from Hiram. Yeah. It's he flips back and forth so quickly. And then
0: you go, oh, no. Oh, no. He's bad fucking news. He's
1: very bad Hi- fucking Look, news.
0: As bad as Hiram
1: has been, he
0: has never been this.
1: He has had his moments that are very similar. It's true. But we've not had it play out. We've not seen it play out like this in such quick succession back and forth. Because this happened like four times in like five minutes.
0: And and Be- if you see this from anybody, mm-hmm. oh, red flags. Red flags
1: everywhere. Because then what happens is, you know, they hug and she's like, okay. I just want to get some pop's takeout. And he's like, ugh, no, I can't take any more greasy food to which she's clearly disappointed. Cause it's like, oh, "That's my favorite place to go? That's the place that made her feel like home, uh-huh. which we know from previous episodes. And he's like, how about this little Italian place? Your dad mentioned Mia's to which That's what stops her more than ever. She's just like, okay, we'll go to Mia's. She pulls away. Mm-hmm. That's the one where it feels like she realizes you didn't just talk to my dad about business you're talking to my dad
0: and you're fucking with me clearly it's bad oh this scared the crap out of me for
1: veronica (laughs) please don't give her like a physically abusive husband because i feel like that's where this is escalating to yeah because Hiram was never physically abusive but i feel like that's the only escalation that can give us with chad which is just like really
0: We'll talk about it with the later scene because I think I, I don't know that we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're going to pivot to a different direction with that, but mm-hmm. you know, we we'll have to wait and see.
1: We go over to Pops and Jug is writing and he's talking to Tab. He's like, Hey, you know, I talked to old man Dreyfus, but I, you know, I was looking into his buddies from back in the day, you know, doing my due diligence and they're all dead. Tab was like, Well, couldn't that just be because they're all old? And he goes, Yeah, that could be coincidence, but they all died from cancer, which. Could also be a coincidence, or it could be from the radiation they got on the spaceship. He
0: waits a long time before he says that.
1: And then she's just like, what? She's like, it's weird, but it makes a great story.
0: He's like, I got no fucking idea if it's true. <laughs>
1: I don't know, but it makes a great story. And so she goes, what's the next step? And he says, well, I got. he mentioned some articles, so I'm tracking those down. And Tabitha says, I'm in, unless you're like a lone wolf type. And Jackie goes, sure. Great, more the merrier, and it's just like I just wrote know thing up a book. <laughs> they
0: were flirting. She was flirting with him so hard. She
1: is interested in what he's doing. Yeah, she's interested in what he's doing, and he's he's got somebody who's interested in what he's doing, who whose company he's enjoying. Yeah, so it's like okay. And also, here's the other thing about it is that it's got the Betty vibe, Betty Drew vibes, of course. So it's that
0: theory time. Okay. Okay. All these guys worked in the mines. They all had cancer. Mm -hmm. They all disappeared one by one. I guarantee you there was either something they were mining Mm -hmm. that was causing a problem
1: Mm
0: -hmm. or they were pulled away by some group that was doing some type of testing Mm -hmm. and they were exposed to some type of radiation.
1: Well, they were definitely exposed to some radiation in the mine.
0: Because that's how they all got cancer.
1: Sure. That explains that they got radiation. They got the cancer in the mind. We just have to explain why does Dreyfus not have it?
0: Because he never got taken.
1: Well, that's that's what he thinks. Why he didn't get it? But something happened when they were taken, and they they told a very specific lie to him.
0: Huh? Maybe. But
1: I feel like maybe yeah. I don't know. Something else has Something else is going on. But I kind of want to wait. I kind of feel like I want to get. Another episode of Mothman investigation before I decide what's going on. for
0: sure, something's going on in those minds.
1: Something's going on in their mind. they I feel like they those guys, those I think it's four guys, decide made a choice on what they told Dreyfus, and I think Dreyfus is the one with he's the outlier.
0: I don't know, but some. Here's the other problem. Something's poisoning Riverdale and Sodale. Because I also think that once this rolls around, that's what's going to finally throw the wrench in Hiram's plan.
1: Yeah, that you can't develop Sodale because the land is poison. Yeah. Yeah. And you can clean it up, but Hiram doesn't want to do that. Not the way you think. Betty goes over to Archie's and Archie's, you know, joke's not home. And Betty's like, well, we're waiting to hear about Polly. They go upstairs and have sex. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm feeling crazy and frustrated. I'm feeling crazy and frustrated, too. Let's, Sexy time. Let's go have
1: sex. Which, okay, <laughs> great. This totally makes sense. And then afterwards, phone rings. They're like, is that mine? No, I think it's me. It's about Polly. I gotta go. And Archie's like, okay. And she's like, well, this has been great. And he's like, yeah. And so she leaves. And then you can just tell he's just like, yeah, this is great. He does this little reach out with his hand. He's like, oh. Yeah, Archie's going to catch feelings. Uh-huh. Archie's going to be the, I, I just, I predicted Archie's going to be the one who declares feelings before Betty because Glenn's going to show up. Uh-huh. Glenn's going to show up and it's going to complicate things and Betty's going to be like, well, I was seeing people before I came to Riverdale and we were keeping this casual. Archie's going to get jealous and then that's what's going to make Veronica or Jughead find out that they're sleeping together because Archie's going to be all jealous with Betty.
0: Dun, 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 dun. Prediction.
1: Okay. The next morning is Pembroke and all of Chad's stuff is packed up.
0: Oh, uh, thank God, Veronica.
1: And he's like, what's going on? It's like, before I came here, I said we needed a break. And despite how nice the last few days have been, we still need that break. I have to figure out if I'm a Pops girl or a Mia's girl or both. Fair. Uh-huh. Fair. So she's going to send him on his way.
0: And she goes, it's not going to be a problem, is it? And I was like, oh, it's going to be a
1: huge
0: fucking problem for <laughs> yeah, this guy. It's going to be a
1: big fucking problem.
0: So here's what I think. I don't think we're going to see him being physically abusive in that way she's gonna figure out real quick to clean break what it's gonna be is that he's trying to get
1: vengeance through Hiram. here's the only other thing i see happening he's gonna take all their money he's gonna bankrupt her probably she's gonna be broke but you know betty and veronica need to room together Ooh, betty's gonna move into the Pembroke. possibly i see that happening
0: but yeah like i i don't think we're gonna get that far because mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be now Chad is going to go join up with Hiram and it's like fine I'm taking her down. Hmm. But then that if might my, be a moment of redemption for Hiram.
1: Maybe but okay but here's the other thing new possible complication if the thing with Reggie and Tony isn't real it didn't isn't a thing Reggie's going to start sleeping with Veronica and that's going to make the whole thing way more complicated. Yep which I'm here for. I'm here for that complication. There's a whole
0: lot of soap opera that's going to come that, sure. that can come through there. Sure. But I would I do appreciate so hard is that veronica immediately saw this and was like no. this is bad yeah. and i need some moment to think about this
1: mm-hmm. we cut over to tony walking into her office at school and who's waiting for her but cheryl with her feet on her desk her lipstick is back and her boobs are fucking ready to go honestly up here for it i mean she's like you trying to steal my, my vixens, you're playing with fire. And Tony just looks at her and smirks because this was all her fucking plan all along. Yes, it was. Which, here's the thing. I'm fine with that. I know. But the unprofessional, like you made Tony an unprofessional little girl about her girlfriend about it. And that's what makes me mad. Instead of just being like this, just being a badass woman, being a badass woman at her job and just being like, fuck yeah, cheerleaders. And like, oh, Cheryl, you you're mad about the vixens? Screw you. Well, okay.
0: Or we see her being a badass, being professional, and being like, no, we're gonna earmark this for the cheer, for the cheer stuff and do it in that one scene with Archie in that room. Yeah. And then have this subtle reveal of, also, I'm gonna get my girl back. Which, like, cool, okay, fine. Because that's the type of show Riverdale is. Like
1: No, I mean this scene could have been played in a different way where it just should have been like, what do you think you're doing with the Vixens? And I don't know. It's just, it's it's, it's bad. I don't like it. I I
0: totally agree with you, but I do think I'm like, I'm okay with this as a plot idea.
1: We go to the Bulldogs locker room and they're all suited up. They got fresh uniforms. Archie's like, hey, you know, we just want to thank our sponsor, Veronica Gecko. And Veronica says, no, no, it's Lodge. And Archie's just like, okay. And then we cut to Miss Bell making another phone call. You wanted me to call in case anything interesting or important happened. I wanted to let you know who's in the locker room. And we cut to Hiram. God
0: damn it, Miss Bell.
1: And so what's interesting I liked about this is that the call with Cheryl made sense because she was an investor. And so here, I feel like it's not about what's going on at the school. I feel like it has to do with Veronica. I think it's specific to Veronica. Yeah. I I feel like that's where there's a line with Miss Bell. Oh, you want to know about your daughter? I'll be happy to give you information about your daughter i hope i don't want miss bell to be like on a payroll uh if she is cool get your money woman (laughs) i don't care but that's that's what i suspect Uh. so reggie's there he's filing his nails and hiram's like archie made good on his promise to make a football team with my daughter's money and reggie says maybe we should pay him a visit i love him now now i'm angry now i'm angry (laughs) We cut over to the Cooper house. They got a hit on Polly's phone. It's over here on this map. And like, oh, that's Sedlow swamp. And it's, you know, acres of swamp land. What do we do? Or marshland. And they're like, we're going to go look. And we're going to search for her phone. We're just going to dial it. And Kevin's like, I hope it's charged. So they go out there. And they're searching. And they're searching. And they're searching. And Kevin hears it. And they hear it. And there's a hand coming out from the, the ground. So then we cut over to Archie's doing stuff in his room. Archie! And he goes downstairs, he opens the front door, flames. His front porch is on fire. He turns around, Jughead and him look at each other, and Jughead's like, It's on the back porch, too. They look terrified. Riverdale. Remember, there is no fire department. Oh, boy. They set Archie's house on fire. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not great. Not great at all. So much is happening. So many things happen, but I okay. I like how things escalated in this episode. I will say, like, despite my my few annoyances with the Tony thing, the show is
0: never not going to give us stuff to roll our eyes at. That's just it's never not. I've come to expect. No,
1: that's fine because it's it's a soap opera. But you know, we've had you know a lot of season four was just like this is really good. Like, I, there there are things to critique, but they're like, this is still fun. I still like the story. This was an entertaining hour of television. This joke was funny. This was great. That's still happening. This is probably the best episode we've had this season so far.
0: Like, the first three episodes, it felt like, great. So we have to tread water now until y'all can get to the season you actually wanted to do. True.
1: And then, you know, we're, the, those last two were fine this is the first one when we're in it and we're not trying to reintroduce things or trying to like okay we're we're going
0: i really this this was a good episode i enjoy what they're doing here i think part of it is i enjoy the fact that they're grown-ups
1: that and helps. It's a little more
0: entertaining to watch now it
1: helps i you know i still like the past seasons i like them as teenagers yeah. that's fun but, but it I, got old well it got old with what they were doing yes and so this is fun like, this was a good episode. And again, I like how they're escalating the situations that they had laid out for us. Now,
0: I just got to wait for them to jump the shark hardcore. Of
1: course, it's going to happen. Oh, man. Uh, so, before we take a quick break to view our next time on, next week, there's no new episode. Riverdale's taking a little spring break, so we won't have a new episode next week. Ooh. Yeah, so the new episode airs on March 10th, so our next episode will be on March 17th. Hey! Yeah, happy St. Paddy's Day, everybody. But before we
0: get out of here, we
1: need to find out what's happening
0: in that next episode. Yes. So let's go watch.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay, so episode seven is fire in the sky. We
0: do see some shining
1: lights a la close encounters. Yep. House doesn't look too great after this fire. Ah and Archie's gonna lead the volunteer fire department. Good. Yeah, I mean great. Somebody's gotta do it. Somebody's gotta do it. It looks like in terms of Archie's post army life, that that's a great career for him. I'm fine with that. Yes. Makes sense. So that's what he's gonna be training for in the El Royal gym. Uh, uh
0: veronica's getting personal
1: veronica's getting personal she's gonna be uh looking she's gonna be trying to figure out how to support local businesses in riverdale Okay. apparently according to the synopsis and uh tony's plan to uh bring cheryl out is uh gonna create more tension between the two because obviously we're gonna have a dance-off between uh new vixens and cheryl okay yeah uh, whatever it's very childish <laughs> i know it's ridiculous in in the
0: Grand Pantheon of things they've done though, it's really not anywhere close to the worst.
1: It's it's not the worst, but it's pathetic. We'll wait till we see it, but I'm I'm not looking forward to it.
0: Things are gonna keep happening. We don't know anything with the poly front other than just Betty saying some things, so uh,
1: I mean they're gonna keep looking for her. So yeah. I mean she has to go she has to go identify a body. I guarantee you that hand is not Polly. It wouldn't surprise me if it's not. Yeah. Um, but it's Probably it's probably sneaky. It's probably sneaky. That would make a lot of sense. That 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 would make the most sense, but that means yeah, whatever. Anyways. It'll be interesting. But some other news we got in Riverdale. Um, one of the things that has might have been out there for a little while, but we're gonna so when we get back from this one week hiatus, we're gonna get four episodes. Episodes seven through ten. And then they're going on a four-month or three-month break. Meaning. Yeah, which means we won't get episodes eleven through 20 until July. So yeah, Riverdale, so if you didn't know, Riverdale is taking a huge hiatus. They planned on it, apparently, what with the COVID stuff and things taking longer to film and the breaks that they had to take because of some shutdowns which I don't blame them for but 3 months seems like a very long time.
0: I think maybe the other thing is they they want to look at the landscape because if by July things have gotten back to normal in certain ways they might be able to go to a different kind of production
1: schedule. Well, they're go- they're going to have to because yeah. doing starting in July and if they go straight through with those 9 episodes cuz this season if we're looking if we're not counting those 3 is only 16 episodes. Yeah which we've, we've been saying for a long time, that's how many episodes they need to be doing. Oh
0: my God, eight and
1: eight, please. Eight, eight and eight would be pretty good for them. I could see for season six, them not coming back again until January and going straight through with 16.
0: That would make a lot of sense. Honestly. And then
1: that being how they keep all of these kids, i still calling them kids, on the hook to come back because after season six is when contracts go up. And the way you keep some of some of these actors have a lot of prospects outside of Riverdale, which means they may not feel the need to stay if production is going to be in a way that makes it difficult for them to do other things. Having a shorter production schedule or having a split production schedule makes doing other projects easier.
0: I mean, we also talk about it. I feel like this show, after about seven seasons, you got to start asking the question, you should think about sticking the dismount, guys. Like
1: they do. RAS made a comment about season four graduation being a great halfway point. So that led a lot of people to think that eight season would be the end point. Now, if he if they can negotiate with the full cast members, the main cast members, hey, this is we're gonna do 16 episodes for six, seven, eight, and then you're done. We're we're gonna we're gonna do a series finale. CW agrees to that. That's it. We're we're finished because the only reason all the shows got re- that they had right now got renewed, The way CW explained it was, it was easier to renew what we already had on the books than to try to start launch a new show for next year. Absolutely makes total sense.
0: But you know, story wise, we're just sitting here like. We gotta be, you, you can't stick it out too much longer.
1: You gotta get to whatever that end game is that you've been, <laughs> you've been annoying us with for a while. If, here's the thing. If you want Veronica and Archie to be end game, you gotta figure out how you're gonna go through all this Betty Archie stuff and then get Veronica and, and Archie back together. Yeah. Like you have to figure out how to satisfyingly do that. That's fine, but you've gotta figure out how you want that to play out over these seasons, how much time it's gonna take. And then you sell that to these people. that's the other way you sell it to your cast. This is how much of your time I need. This is how much more money we're going to give you to do it. And then we're done forever. That's how you keep them, keep a cast together. Yes. Give them an end date. Yeah. Tell, tell the whole story and wrap it up. And also this is what we want to do with your character. How do you feel about that? If it excites them, hells yeah. Yeah. If they're like, fuck no, I don't want to do that. All right. Then we got to figure some stuff out. Then we, we get, what can we change to make it worth it for you?
0: so yeah it's gonna be interesting but yeah it's a long break i we'll just have to see how it all plays out
1: we're we're gonna enjoy it for our personal sanity <laughs> uh but you know it'll be weird it'll be very weird it will it will be strange to be like we're going on three month break and then we gonna do nine weeks of riverdale again
0: well until next time
1: hashtag bulldogs, bulldogs forever, forever. listening be sure to review and rate us on itunes stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast for questions comments and recommendations you can email us at mod at gmail.com or find us on twitter instagram and facebook